0: so that you could be healed. He paid a big price so that you could be set free. So access it. Hallelujah. What was His price? The blood of Jesus and Him being beat to a bloody pulp and pinned on a nasty piece of board, pouring out all His essence of life so that we could say, I need
1: you. Amen.
0: And He's there, like that. You, Amen. He paid for that.
1: Thank you, Lord.
0: Kick your faith in gear and get it. Amen. He's not going to hand it to you. If He did, He'd hand it to everybody, and we'd be out of here. But He's required of us faith. What is faith? It's just believing God. Amen. We're going to talk about that today. Hold your Bible up. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I can have what it says I can have. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what it says I can do. Let's put a little supercharge in it now. This is my Bible.
1: This is my Bible.
0: The word, of God. the word of God. I better have what it says I can have. I better be what it says I can be. And I better do what it says I can do. I do, I can do. Let's give God a clap offering. Amen. room from various backgrounds, different perspectives on everything. Amen? Amen? Is that true? We've got Baptists, we've got Methodists, we've got Church of Christ, we've got Episcopalians, we've got Catholics, we've got Pentecostals, we've got... we've got some that are saved and we've got some that are lost. We've got some that are baptized in the Holy Ghost and we've got some that's not. We are all coming from different perspectives. Hallelujah. Do you know that's the beauty of this thing? Is when you focus in on Jesus, all this other stuff just kind of goes to the side. When you focus on the One who bought you, the One who redeemed you from the pit of hell, everything else just gets irrelevant. Amen? Amen. Woo! I'm going to preach myself happy. In fact, I'm going to preach this to myself, and I'm going to let you listen, okay? I need this message today. I don't know about you, but i got to have some stuff kicked up, amen? This level of warfare is getting a little bit intense, and I've got to have faith in line and faith anchored, amen? Glory, hallelujah. I have had one doozy of the last two weeks. One doozy of them. But you know what? That's okay. It's all, say, Everybody say, it's all right. It's all right. Because God's, so God's in control. Hallelujah. Well, let's look at some stuff today. I want to leave you with some stuff you can put your teeth in, stuff that you can work with, stuff that you can begin to activate and access and see God move on your behalf. Amen? Amen. I need Him to move on mine. So let's look at it together. It's not a question of will God do something. Okay, let me say that again. It's not a question of will God do something. The question is, will someone believe Him? That's the question. Will you believe Him? It's not about can you achieve it. See, we get all these things going in our head thinking we're doing this stuff. We're not doing this stuff. He is. We just believe Him. Amen. Amen. It's about, it's not about can you achieve it. It's about can you see it? Amen. 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 Can you see it? Can you push through the fog of the circumstances? And can you see God and His plan for your life? Amen. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Let me tell you this it's focusing on the negative, it'll put you in operation of darkness. Let me say that again. Focusing in on the negative will make you operate in darkness. Amen. Come on now. I just challenge you. I challenge everyone in this room. How about if we go on a negative fast? Amen. About instead of spurting out negative junk, we do something positive like praise the Lord. How about if we say, you know, God is good. And all the time. Don't make that make you feel better (laughs) than whine or dine, that's your choice. You can whine. And somebody might come up and say, "You want a little cheese with your wine?" You can wine or you can dine at the master's table. There's an old Pentecostal song, I can't remember all the words of it, but it's come and dine at the master's table, come and dine. You can feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who saved the multitudes turned the water into wine. Mm -hmm, That's what I can't remember. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Did you get that? You're going to whine or dine. You're going to whine in yourself into darkness or you're going to dine yourself at the master's table. Hallelujah. I think I'll choose the master's table. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: The captain of whose side we are on knows no defeat. You get that? If you're born again, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, He is inside of you and He knows no defeat. I don't know about you, but if I I was you, I'd just go, woo. I mean, that's the truth you need to grab a hold of. If Jesus is in your heart, then He knows no defeat. Now I'm preaching to myself, okay? You get to listen in. (laughs) 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 Woo! Yeah. Glory! Do you hey do you remember when he said to the disciples, let us go to the other side. And they were in a boat. And the storm blew in suddenly, just like the one the other day that pounded Snyder to pieces. And I was running around. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Glass coming in. Okay. He said, let us go to the other side. And they were all in the boat together. The storm came. The winds blew. And the water began to come over in their ship. And they felt like they were going to drown. And they went and shook him. Master, wake up. Don't you care? We're going to drown they had forgotten that he said, let us go to the other side. You see, the captain of your soul knows no defeat. He just stood up and spoke to the winds, spoke to the waves. They stopped. And he turned around and said, where was your faith? Is that what he's saying to us today? Where is your faith? Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 8. I love this story. Starting with verse... Let's start with verse 40. Luke chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading out of the message, so it might not read like yours. On his return, Jesus was welcomed by a crowd. There they were, all of... They were all there expecting him. A man came up, Jairus by name. He was the president of the meeting place. He fell at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his home because his 12-year-old daughter, his only child, was dying. Jesus went with him, making his way through the pushing, jostling crowd. In the crowd that day there was a woman who for 12 years had been afflicted with hemorrhages. She had spent every penny she had on doctors, but not one of them had been able to help her. She slipped in from behind and touched the edge of Jesus' robe. At that very moment, her hemorrhage stopped. Jesus said, Who touched me? When no one stepped forward, Peter said, But Master, we've got crowds of people on our hands. Dozens of people have touched you. Jesus insisted, Someone touched me. I felt power discharging from me. When the woman realized she couldn't remain hidden, she knelt trembling before him. In front of all the people, she blurted out her story, why she touched him and how at that same moment she was healed. Jesus said, Daughter, you took a risk trusting me, and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed. And while he was still talking, someone from the leader's house came up and told him, "'Your daughter died. No need to bother the teacher now.'" Jesus overheard and said, "'Don't be upset. Just trust me. Everything will be all right.'" Going to the house, he wouldn't let anyone enter with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's parents. Everyone was crying and carrying on over her. Jesus said, "'Don't cry. She didn't die. She's sleeping.'" And they laughed at him. They knew she was dead. And then Jesus, gripping her hand, called, My dear child, get up. She was up in an instant, up and breathing again. He told them to give her something to eat, and her parents were ecstatic. Now, let's look at this a minute. Let's look at the dynamics of this story. This woman who was hemorrhaging was violating law in that day and in that time and in that law. If, the, if she had been found out in a public place, they would have had the legal right to drag her outside the city gates and stone her dead because it was against the law for an unclean person to mingle among the people. But this woman was desperate.
1: Amen.
0: Let me ask you, are you desperate? Yes. Amen. If you're not, you're never going to see the hand of God. If you are satisfied where you're at, you will never go to the next level. I'm desperate. I want God. I want more of Him. Amen? Amen. If we think we ever get enough of Him, we are in deep spiritual trouble. Because even the angels, even the redeemed who have been up there for eons and eons cannot get enough. Amen. We should be having a holy hunger that is not fillable. Hallelujah. She was weak in her physical body from all the bleeding. she I mean, you can imagine a person for 12 years, excessive bleeding. You can imagine her iron level in her body was zip. You can imagine it took effort for that woman to get out of her bed every morning. But the Word of God says she heard about Jesus. And she heard that he was doing some supernatural healing. And so she figured, you know, I've tried everything else. I think I'll try Jesus. And at the risk of being found out by the law watchers, and at the risk of being trampled by pressing crowds around Jesus, she pressed on. She pressed on. Can you imagine, have you ever been in a crowd of that you can't hardly move? Yeah. Dale and I went several years ago to a Benny Hinn thing. And we were there like three hours before the door was opened. And even at that early hour, it was front to back Shoulder to shoulder. We had to stand there like this. And when the doors opened, this is how we walked. You couldn't move. Can you imagine trying to press into a crowd like that? That's what was around Jesus. They were pressing in. Everybody wanted to touch Him. And here comes this woman, weak, no hope, Tried it all, thinking to herself. In one version, and I tend to believe this is the truer of the of the uh, interpretation. She kept on saying to herself, "If I but can touch the hem of his garment, she was willing to do what it took to touch him. Are you willing?" Are you willing to set aside your pride? Oh, now I'm getting personal. Are you willing to set aside your ego? Are you willing to set aside stuff you're comfortable in? And say, you know, I think I'm going to press through and press into Jesus. Cost me what it may. And it will cost. Cost me what it may. I'm going to press through this situation. I'm going to press through demonic strongholds. I'm going to press through and I'm going to touch the hymn. Now, let's look at it from the other side. Let's look at Jesus' side. There He was going along being pressed from every side. People touching Him. But no... Virtue no what did what did this version call it? Power, power uh, what what exactly did it say? Power discharging. From him. There was none of that until someone who was desperate enough, not a casual seeker, not an inquirer, but someone who was desperate enough to press through the garbage and touch the master. And then the power came out of him. See, He didn't even lay hands on her. He didn't even speak the Word. It was all because she made a decision to press in and press on and press toward the Master. Amen. And she got her reward. Yes, she was healed ever whit whole. Is that what you need? Yes. That's what I need. From my head to my toes, I'm going to be whole. Amen. Hallelujah. That preach wouldn't it? We've got to press in. We are so conditioned to give up. We're conditioned when it gets the going gets just a little bit rough, we give up. But I'm telling you, you don't know Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you need. And I think all of us in this room are in a place where Jesus is all we need. Amen? Amen? Amen. And He's the one. He's the only one that can do the supernatural. He's just looking. He's just looking for someone willing to step out and say, You know what? I have had it with this life I've had. That is just, I have had it. I am going to start a new life with Jesus. And let Him do it. You can't do it other than believe Him. That's all He requires of you, to believe Him. He does the rest. Can you save yourself? No. Can you heal yourself? No. Can you make yourself an inch taller? No. Can you make yourself, uh, I would like to, 30 pounds lighter, well Well, I might could work on that. But with His power, we can do anything. That's what the Word says. With His power, nothing is impossible. I I challenge you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see how many times in there it states, there's nothing impossible with God. There is nothing too hard for Him. He's just looking for you to stretch out and say, you know, Lord, I'm going to believe you. I've kind of tried before and I got myself disappointed because I expected an answer in a certain way and at a certain time and I gave up my hope. Who's guilty of that besides me? You see, that's what we have to learn to press through It's disappointment. When God doesn't answer it the way we think He ought to. When He doesn't answer it when we think He ought to answer it. But if we'll just keep pressing through, the answer will come. Amen. Come on now, y'all getting quiet on me. He requires faith. Oh, that's not something you can drum up either. Faith is simply believing in God. Isn't that easy? God, I just believe You. I'm not going to limit You by my lack of understanding. I'm just simply going to believe You now. And I'm not going to let a devil in hell knock me off of believing. Until you get that tenacious, those slimy snakes are going to slither up to your ear and they're going to whisper untruths. And if you start agreeing with them, then your faith has just been chopped. Agree with God. God's bigger than any low-level devil on this planet. Believe God. Let's believe Him for salvation. How do you get saved? You hear the Word. You hear about Jesus, what He did for you, and you go, I believe that. I believe He died for me. I believe that. Did you know even that faith that sparked your belief was a gift? Amen. The word faith in the original language is what we would use for a conductor today. Like a fuse, isn't that a conductor? Or one of these little computer thingy majiggers? Uh, that's a conductor? That's kind of the word of the original... That's Faith means it is a thing that conducts power. Oh, imagine that. Isn't that simple? The conductor doesn't do anything. It's there. And it brings power from one place and sends it to another. If that thing gets shorted, what's going to happen? No power. It's going to stop right there. That's what faith is. So when you have faith, when you believe God, because He's God,
1: Amen.
0: there is no other.
1: Amen. I tell
0: you, there's a there, the, There's a bunch of fools running around on this planet. The Word of God says a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So I say there's a bunch of fools running around. But... When you get your faith in place, then the power of God comes in and that conductor goes right into you. Hallelujah. Isn't that simple? I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Faith for salvation. You believe, you hear the Word of God, you believe it, and Holy Spirit comes in and your dead spirit to the things of God whew, becomes alive.
1: Whew.
0: I can tell you when I got saved. I I can tell you when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I was, sta- I mean, I was brand new. I was standing by my trailer house, and I was thinking, you know what? I think I could flat foot jump over this thing. I mean, I was so infused with the power from God. I was so excited. I was just thinking, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And God began to change me. He began to change the way I thought, the way I talked, the way I walked. I mean, He did a number on me. Hallelujah. And He's going to do a number on you. Glory to God. It doesn't matter whether it's healing in your body or in your mind. Your faith will be the conductor for the power of God to flow through and accomplish that. Did you do it? No. But you simply made this thing available for the Holy Spirit to come through. Hallelujah. Does that excite you? Does that get you happy? I mean, it makes me happy. Let's look at this woman. She was desperate. She realized that no remedies were left. She had no more resources. She had no money left. She heard of Jesus. She determined to touch Him. She exercised her faith and received her reward. And those steps will get you into the kingdom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hmm. Glory. Hallelujah. That makes me happy. Hey, some of y'all are still thinking about it, but I'm telling you, it is truth. You dig into the Word of God and it's true. We're going to look at John 17. Man. Excuse me, John 14. All right. John 14, starting with verse... What have I got here? Verse 12. It's in red if you have a red-letter edition. What does that mean?
1: Jesus.
0: Jesus is talking. To see me is to see the Father. So how can you ask, where is the Father? Don't you believe I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you aren't mere words. I don't just make them up on my own. The Father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. Believe me. I am in my Father and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, at least believe what you see, these works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, the person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things, because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. From now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. Did Jesus say that? Did He mean that? Then why aren't we doing it? Hello, got quiet. Jesus said, what I've been doing, you're going to do. What was He doing? He's preaching, healing the sick, casting out devils. Why aren't we doing that? Y'all are quiet on me. Why aren't we doing it? Lack of faith. faith. Thank you. We don't believe Him. If Jesus said it, that settles it. I choose to believe it. Hallelujah. You think, well, you know, I've tried that stuff before. They didn't get healed. Excuse me. You know, this young, I call him a young whippersnapper, Todd Bentley that's only been in the ministry a few years, he's seen every kind of creative miracle you can think of. He has seen the blind eyes open. He's seen deaf ears. He's seen the lame walk. He's seen devils fling out of people right and left. You know what he did? He started praying for the deaf. And he said he laid hands on hundreds of people before he saw his first one. Do you have that kind of persistency? But once it happened, Then it was just like that. Why? Because his faith was plugged in. We try it one or two times and just, I'm not going to do that anymore. When we're missing the kingdom, we are missing the heart of God. What is the heart of God in Mark 16? What did Jesus say? It's in red. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cast out devils. Raise the dead. Did he say that? Why aren't we doing that? We've got to learn to believe Him. Hallelujah. You see, I've learned through the school of Holy Ghost hard knocks. You know, come what may, I'm going to press in and I'm going to start seeing miracles. I'm going to start seeing salvations. I'm going to start seeing healings. And you know, I pressed in years before I saw that. But I didn't give up. Why? Because I had put my absolute faith in the integrity of the God of this Bible. Amen. God is who He says He is. He's not who you think He is. He's who He says He is. And He is the great God Jehovah. He is the great I Am. Hallelujah. And He loves you with a passion. Oh, how He loves you. Each and every one of you. He loves you with a passion. And He is calling you. You're in this room today because you are being issued an invitation to participate in His divine nature. So, come home son come on I got stuff for you to do I got stuff for you to do there's people out there that need to know about Jesus there's people out there that are sick that need healing I want to use your hands I want to use your mouth to share the goodness from my heart that's what he's calling you to do Oh, would you say yes today? Oh, hallelujah. All of this persistency with faith, it is not suggesting that healing or any other blessing from God is earned by our human effort. No, 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 no. All, I say all, that He has for us is a free gift. Rather, what I've been talking about illustrates the need to hold on in belief and not Give up. Amen. Luke 18.8 in red, it says, However, when the Son of Man comes, will He find persistence in faith? That's what He said. He said, when I come back, when the trumpet sounds, will I find persistence in faith? That's what He's going to be looking for. Why? Why? so He can zap us out of here. (laughs) I want to be one that goes up on the first load. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen to this, and I'm closing. It's not the size of your faith. It's the size of the God you believe in that determines the size of your results. What would that just say? It's how big your God is in your perception. If you'll get into the Word of God and ask Holy Spirit to teach you, your God will grow to where He needs to be. He's the all-sufficient One. He is the all-in-all. He is the great God, Jehovah. And He's willing. He's willing to save you. He's willing to heal you. He's willing to deliver you from bondages. He's willing. He does not withhold. But you've got to believe Him. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I just ask that the seed of the truth would go into each one of our hearts and bring forth, Father, fruit that it will be pleasing to You and that will bear much for Your kingdom, Lord. I pray, Father, for each one in this room. If they don't know You today, they will make Jesus Lord. I pray that if He's already Lord in the hearts, that He would become King and Lord. Father, I pray that if they haven't received the infusion, the empowering of Holy Spirit, today is the day. Father, if they're sick in their body or sick in their mind, I ask for healing to be made manifest in Jesus' name. Father, we know You're able, we know you're and we bless You and we invite You to invade us here right now in the name of our wonderful Lord Jesus. Amen. amen.
1: Isn't our God an awesome God? Yes. He is an awesome God. I want to just respond in a couple of ways to Perline's words. Number one is a statement made by Hudson Taylor, who started China Inland Mission in the 1860s. He came back to London to give a report, and the people were amazed at such a man of God, and they were applauding him but and applauding him for his faith. and said, you're such a man with great faith. He said, no, I'm not. I'm a man who has faith in a great God. Amen. That's what Pearlene was saying. It's not the your faith. It's the object of your faith. Who is it in? And then the, vers- uh, the the verse in Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace have you been saved by faith. It is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It's not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. It's not by works. Because God didn't want us to boast. For in verse 10 says, we are His workmanship. He's doing His work in us. Thank you, Amen.